Hello and welcome to So Farscape. A fun-filled Farscape fancast by a fervent fan. And a fresh-faced first-timer. I'm Kaki. I'm Kay. And this is the story, story So, so Farscape. Farscape. The story So Farscape, see... The four, the, the four, the four sto- wow, okay, 15 episodes in and I'm finally getting the hang of it. As you can tell, the story so far, Scape, sees our, our hunky science jock, John Crichton, flung across the universe through a wormhole onto a, a ship. A living ship. Into some distant part of the universe with some strange alien creatures such as... This episode is again a lot about Rigel. Yeah, the um, uh, Hynerian royal, the diminutive right, Muppets. Yes. Darko has minor parts in this one. He's like mostly doing a little bit of crawling through the ductwork and uh, brandishing his uh, keyblade around. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Offering just a little bit of colour to an otherwise very grey and yes. black uh, uh, episode. Uh, and of course uh, our uh, beautiful, this time uh, be-bed-gowned Zahn. <laughs> Bed-gowned? I mean, she was wearing something that would have best be described as a nighty. I mean, a fairly long one as usual, but it, Seems yeah, to be okay, a little bit no. less uh, elaborate than the the, the rig, well, no, the, than the uh, outfit that she usually wears. Uh, and then we have Aaron, the Aaron, uh, human-looking peacekeeper, peacekeeper yes, uh, who's, who's uh, actually a, a, a sebation. Yes, the, uh, there's more of that this episode. Yeah, and uh, yes, of course, our human Crichton. Uh, and uh, and pilot and Moya, the yes. living ship, who is uh, who is pregnant. Gosh, this uh, this show is rapidly building up its uh, uh, its cast of characters. Mm, yes, uh, a, a cast which is expanding. This is a very seminal episode that right. we've been looking forward to for a while. Yes, I had my suspicions about that because I was I was a little bit Do tell. I was a little bit spoilerified. Someone posted a lovely photograph of some embroidery with the uh, cast of characters, uh, <laughs> yes. which included a uh, another grey skinned type character. Uh, and uh, I've been so I've been having my suspicions on what I mean it's it, it's actually addressed towards the end of the episode but if, whether or yeah. not we are going to see like an expansion of the crew here oh that's right because this sees the introduction of uh, uh, the legendary Gigi Edgeley as uh, as Chiana what's she legendary for Chiana I mean oh, this okay. was this was early on in her in her career so who's who's this episode directed by Whoa, that's an unusual question. Yeah. Uh, this episode was directed by Tony Tills. Have we seen him before? Uh, yes, he's done the... the one, uh, was that the one with the uh, the other, uh, the, the, the tentacles-like uh, type uh, people, what, what they were called, the other two? Uh, oh, uh, yeah, you were thinking of Back and Back to the Future. Right. No, that, oh, wasn't, okay. a, that wasn't a Tony Tills. Right. I understand why you uh, uh, why you would think that, though. Oh. Like, there's a, there's a lot of overlap. No, he did... Um, uh, 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 see, I only know our titles. Hey, Gashole, that was... <laughs> That was PK Tech Girl yes. and uh, Till the Blood Runs Clear right. okay. with the Volcarians. That uh-huh. were, those were uh, Tony Till's okay. jams. Because I, no- I noticed that like a lot of, I suppose, acting direction uh, that uh, some of the uh, uh, the characters had would would have like hinted in that same direction. Oh, I am very curious to hear about that because okay. yes, uh, uh, we are discussing uh, episode one fifteen, uh, a Durka returns, written by Grant McAloon, which is, I think is first credit. Yes, we'll have in, a few more. In where a collision with an Ebari ship brings an Ebari criminal named Shiana to Moya. Oh, sorry, Shiana. To Moya, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> no. along with a mentally cleansed Rant Captain Durka. and Chiara Tomoya. Yes. Yeah, a- <laughs> Much to the surprise of Rigel. Well, I wouldn't really call it surprise. It's more like dismay. And, and what a shock it must have been. And like the, the, the other summary that I've got is uh, 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 we discussed Durka returns. Shockingly or not, Durka does indeed return <laughs> and brings some uninvited guests. 
Uh, first aired Friday the 13th. Oh, that's ominous. August 1999. And stepping into our so far back machine. Good branding there. Love back it. Back in the same era of time is another, uh, I'd say, great movie. Released roughly around the same time. At least it was in 1999. Yeah. The Iron Giant. With... <gasps> Oh, wow. One of the uh, leave roles going to Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel? Who was like, um, known yeah. for like playing parts in movies where he, in uh, voiceovers at least, in movies where he doesn't have a lot to say. Yeah, I'm trying to think now. Like, it was, that was 1999. So yeah. was Saving Private Ryan. He'd already done Saving Private Ryan, oh, okay. where he was one of the uh, uh, one of the one of the rescuers. Yeah. I don't know if he'd done Boiler Room yet at that hmm. point. Where well, he... I was more thinking the parallels with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, where he also doesn't ha- exactly have great many different <laughs> lines. <laughs> okay, so that's the connection. Yes. Okay. So we go from we go from Farscape to to Guardians of the Galaxy to Groot, and yeah. from there to the the Iron Giant himself, and yeah. there. Okay, well, uh, I appreciate Iron Giant a lot. I mean, we do. There, there, it is like it is space opera technically. Like it, it is, is the Earthbound bit. part, but it's about space aliens, right? Um, yeah, the weird robot, the weird alien robot who seems to have had a bit of a bump on the head and uh, was then yeah. like hidden by a, a local uh, boy in. Actually, that's an interesting part because the, in the movie it is in New England, whereas in the original story it is actually actually ah. takes place in the UK. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So there's a uh, a little bit of that going on, and I suppose the original doesn't have the excellent beat poet Dean. I guess as the, not. As the no. beating heart. I have no of idea this. how that how that. Well, I never actually read the book, but that, like the original story was like took place in the UK, not in the US. Do you know, there's a bit of there's a bit of John Crichton in Hogarth Hughes, the kid. Who, I guess there is. Yeah, maybe you know, maybe as a young Crichton gets. Uh, well, it's not. Is to twelve for that, but yeah, yeah. The, the, story the takes... don't 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 quite match up. No, and... but it would be fun anyway. So yes, maybe it's. Dad. But he's got and the same the... kind of uh, oh, spunky this... little attitude. Uh, uh... Yeah, uh, and, and a can-do attitude towards science, yeah. and uh, uh, a great deal of empathy, and, and and seeing the best in people, and bringing them together. You know, stuff that uh, that Crichton does when he's able to. Oh, yeah, so if he gets the opportunity. Oh, I do so love the Iron Giant. It's a lovely movie. Uh, it's been, yeah, well, it's been like 21 years now. It's the same time as uh, So Farscape. Uh, Farscape, not far, uh, So Farscape. Yeah, yes. and also a, 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 a monochromatic character. Oh, yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, the Andrew, oh, well, he does when he goes into full battle mode. He does become a bit of a disco giant, but... <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, uh, which I the... thought was horribly exploited in uh, um, uh, Ready Player One, oh, yes. the film. Which... It's so it's such an antithesis to what the character stands for. Yes, I suppose that, that really upset me. Yeah, like, the whole the whole thing about the Iron Giant is he is a he is a gun with a soul. He's a gun who doesn't want to be a gun. He wants to yeah. be a shield. Uh, yes, uh, ultimately, uh, and his absolute nightmare, which uh, which happens toward the end of the film, is to be taken over uh, and be made to, uh, and be used as a weapon, which yeah. is exactly what someone does in uh, in Ready Player One. Yeah, Ugh. I mean. I, 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 to its, I wouldn't say to its credit, but uh, in its defense, mm. it's a bit like um, uh, what's that Nintendo fighting game again, where like all the characters from the different. Uh, oh uh, yeah, it's the punch. Yeah, what, it's like is it something brothers? Something punch up. Smash Brothers? Smash no, Bros? Smash Brothers. Yeah, I think it's I think it's Smash Brothers. Yes, and Super it's just Smash like Mouth. yeah, they use they use all the characters, which, even the ones who would normally not be fighting, and they're all fighting to each other because they're using the different characters. And you could like, if you want to be charitable, you can say that that's what they did to the Iron Giant in. Uh, Ready Player One because he's just a, he's just a skin for some player to wear. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a well you know it's an it's an all star game. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Just like, yeah. Yeah. Super so. Smash Mouth All Star. <laughs> Super Smash Mouth. That's what we're going to call it. Hey from now. now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Prepare to 
So, yeah, the movie opens with a shot of uh, Rigel's regalia, I would call it. Um, yeah. Or at least his, his like, knickknacks. Uh, yeah, uh, the, the the ship is shaking. We see once again that wonderful screensaver out the, the front view portal. Because apparently Moya is going through a bit of a difficult starburst. What's with the rough ride? God, I'm going to be sick. Moya, need a tune-up or something? To everyone's uh, uh, chagrin, we see, uh, uh, honestly, a fantastic, like... Uh, 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 steady cam, ultra wide angle shot of the uh, of Moya's hallways mm. where where Crichton's running through. This looked fantastic. I noticed that there was a lot of those Dutch angle shots with like swimmy cam moving in and out, uh, following people through corridors, yeah. zooming around. It was a very interesting. Uh the, visual style that they took for this episode. The Steadicam is a part of the visual language of, uh, of Farscape. It always has been. It's, it's yeah. very rare to actually have a static right. uh, camera, but with the with the extremely wide angle lenses being used this time, uh, it's a lot more noticeable. Everyone like, but also, but also the whole swimmy movement type things. We see those quite a lot, not just during the Star Wars scene, but later on in the episode as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean. Uh, 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 Tony Tills or the the cinematographer, who I'm not exactly sure if that's uh, uh, if that's changed in this episode, has has discovered some some cool new ways to to really make use of of Moya's fantastic interiors, mm. all that ribbing, all those yeah. textures, uh, uh, fantastic light. It's a lot cooler. Uh, than it has been in the past. In the, in the past, it was it was very um, warm and, yes. and earth tone and welcoming. And no, it's, it's just it's a, a little, little bit more dark. Yeah, uh, which works for Zan. She comes out a lot more blue now. Yeah, and I guess like you know, a lot of Moya's resources are being uh, diverted towards the uh, the kid that she's uh, pregnant with. Moya's pregnancy has drastically weakened her ability to starburst. Some minor turbulence is an unfortunate byproduct. If this is minor, I don't want to see major. Much too right. uh, much too pilots whinging really a little bit about how hard it is to control everything and that, that things are uh, yeah every the, the child That's has much priority yeah yeah I, I sort of read it as as him um defending moya yeah. uh, he was he was being quite defensive uh when when zan was complaining that moya's senses are dimmed and right. said, no, i'm compensating for that i'm compensating for that yeah. too there is no reason for concern Everything's going to be fine. Clearly he wasn't, because the moment they come out of Starburst, they have this, again, a beautiful orange sun uh, view, with a bit of a ship floating in front of it, which uh, Crichton warns a pilot about, and he goes, I see it! I see it! Uh, And then they bump into it anyway. That looked so cool. You it, like it's 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 got these god rays as if it's in a in a in a nebula. You've got mm. two stars. It's casting a casting a shadow, uh, uh, and yeah, Moya collides with it. Everyone is shaken around, which I thought was a little bit weird because the I mean the ship is tiny. There was no damage. Well, it was tiny-ish, but uh, apparently no damage to Moya. But the ship itself is uh, apparently damaged enough for a pilot to activate the docking web and haul it in. Yeah, without consulting anyone. Um, mm. Nobody objects either. Well, uh, uh, Zan says, you know, is is that wise? And she uh, she asked Crichton that. And yeah. Crichton says, pilot. I reckon with guessing too sweet, pilot. Moyer and I should have avoided that collision entirely. Yeah, but isn't there some way that we can... No. Which is immediately belied by the fact that they, apparently they have a big weapon on board that ship. Yeah. Which yeah. they do turn off, in all honesty. Very thoughtfully. Yeah, they're kind of like, oh, this, this long white-haired dude with an eye patch comes... Uh, 
walking out. Yeah, he walks out with a with a slow motion like shot following his uh, his footsteps like uh, uh, like a like a western gunslinger. Very ominous. Yes, uh, uh, which I really liked. Really setting the tone and letting you feel the uh, uh, the menace, the danger that we're that we're all in. Uh, our, our heroes are gathered at the doors of the docking bay, yes. weapons in hand, to mm, greet yeah, the stranger. Yeah, Erin with her uh, peacekeeper uh, rifle and uh, the, Dargo the with his uh, keyblade. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, standing in a in a line to address him, and yeah, this uh, uh, this long haired but eye patched hippie, very slowly, calmly speaking, and they are very reasonable. And <laughs> yeah, that is like a dead to, on impression. Yes, well, thank you. <laughs> Uh, uh, assuring them of their their peaceful attentions, I am unarmed, mm. uh, dressed in black and grey. God, these costumes! I, I know that I've I've, I've given uh, 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 Terry Ryan a lot of credit for uh, uh, the people of Aquara, mm-hmm. but man, the Nabari outfits were fantastic as well. They've got all these. Uh, uh, I mean, it's black and grey. Yeah, but there's all these diagonal lines. There's these these lovely sort of braided uh, uh, textures to the mm. to the gray areas. Yeah, I suppose so. Um, it's all very uh, roby, though. But yeah, yeah, but I, I like that. Like it, it it accentuates certain. Oh, I'm trying to think what I'm what I'm comparing it to. I, I want to say like something. I'm sure I've seen it in India. I'm sure I've seen like modern Indian styles and and older uh, 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 classical Indian styles. Oh, I see what that, you mean. Yeah. These sort of diamond shapes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, tight around the middle. You've got the, right, um, the big the big uh, epaulets. No, no, right. epaulet, not epaulets. Uh, what you call called? The, the breast uh, uh, flaps. Uh, uh, of uh, lapels, lapels. Yes, yes yeah, yeah, yeah. These 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 lovely triangles to the the, the body. It's uh, uh, it, it really appeals to me. Yeah, Rigel apparently having recovered from his uh, starburst sickness also floats in is immediately triggered into a flashback oh, of his yeah. time aboard uh, the Zabelian the Zelbinian Zelbinian. That's the one. Yeah, which we uh, uh, remember from. Uh, oh yeah. Um, Tony Tills's previous episode, PK Tech Girl. We noticed that like last time that uh, directors seem to have a habit of uh, bringing back their own little additions to the series. Yeah, and uh, I guess we're we, we we're seeing that again in this uh, <laughs> in this episode. Yes, his erstwhile torturer, who is uh, apparently now, much to his surprise, still alive. You can't be alive. Yeah, whom he last saw on the on the Zelbinian when uh, uh, when Zan recommended that he should find his corpse. Yes, I saw you dead. I saw your stinking corpse. And then piss on it. Uh, uh, sorry, spit on it. Uh, which he then gets to do to Durka in the flesh. Yes, yes, he, he did. He, I mean, he must say he just produced quite a lot of saliva. Yeah, he's been working on that for a, for a while. For a hundred cycles, I suppose. <laughs> Uh, so far, he's mostly spat. Oh, I'm thinking now. Has he ever spat on a non-human-looking individual or a non-sebation-looking individual? Because like Crichton was the first. Yeah. He also spat on Jelena. She was the yeah. PK Tech girl. Uh, Durka, no, Durka dead. I don't Durka think alive. So. Yeah. Has, has anybody else been the beneficiary of Rigel's spit? Not that I can remember. But Durka all takes it in stride. He seems a little bit contrite, almost, uh, just like kind of wipes it off. And uh... yeah, because even though, uh, 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 in particular, Aaron uh, ridicules Rigel, no, it can't be Durka. Yeah, he would be dead. Like he, you saw him on the um, on on the ship, and even if he hadn't been there, then he would have been dead of old age fifty cycles ago. Suggesting that it's not weird for a Sebation to make it to at old least one hundred and fifty. Yeah. Either they live longer or cycles are shorter than human years. Who's yes. to say? 
but uh, no, he assures them that I am Durka. I am Durka. Yeah, well, he seems to be pretty chill for a uh, Sebastian commander Creepily who is like chill. known for, um, you know, mass murder, torture, genocide. Vicious murdering bastard! That kind of thing. Yeah, all the all the cool oh, sort of peacekeeper, yeah. uh, peacekeeper and, business. And Aaron does have a little bit of a hero's. Uh, she's got a little hero for, yeah, crush. Yeah, like she, she stands does. a little straighter. Like, oh, she, I, I learned about you in all uh, in history class. Uh, all your great deeds. Oh no, that's uh, that's later in the episode. But, it does yeah. come later. I mean, yeah. for 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 now, right, uh, Crichton is uh, is struggle snuggling uh, Rigel right. to. Uh, 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 to keep him from going off the handle once again. So I'm, I'm like, well, actually wondering at this point if they had a new puppet for Rigel, which they kind of showed off here, because there's like two shots in this episode. One of them is where uh, Crichton lifts Rigel off uh, of uh, Durka right in this scene, and right, just like yeah. pulls him off, and you can actually see him f- uh, floating around and showing. And when he is, he's struggling with Rigel here. He's basically got his arm around his throat. Yep. And later on, there's a scene where Dargo is carrying uh, Rigel through the corridors. And I'm right. just wondering if they've basically now got a hand puppet version of Rigel where they can just like do this kind of thing with and they can just like like have, have the actor themselves do a little hand m- mouth movement in, enough to uh, make it look like he's talking without going too heavy on the... Uh, that's, uh, yeah, that's very well possible. Like I know that in the previous episode we discussed, uh, Jeremiah Crichton, one of the locals on the planet was actually played by his puppeteer. Oh, right, yes, uh, you mentioned, John, yes. Johnny Eccleston, uh, so that he could be carrying uh, uh, Rigel and still puppeting him and like I only know this from like set photos I think he was kept out of frame uh, right. at, at any he was time the past- he was the pasty white one wasn't it yeah, yeah the, the, <laughs> the tall pasty white one which is like it does not pay to be tall when Probably you're a puppeteer not, no. uh, I mean originally when, when Farscape was being conceived it was still called Space Chase at the time uh-huh. uh, one of the ideas was to build all the sets uh, raised off the floor everything oh, would okay. be on uh, on trellises or gantries yeah. however, you, however you say it so that the puppeteers would have a space to operate right that wound up not happening and so the puppeteers just had to get used to belly flopping behind whatever that's what they do anyway i mean yeah the the one big exception i would know about that is on uh in labyrinth the the goblin king's throne room which if you see it without the puppet it's it's like a swiss cheese oh it's just like holes all over the place because that whole set was designed around around the puppets because like the it's and their puppeteers and of course yeah Uh, every every character that appears has to have like a an an oblong about six feet long (laughs) somewhere room for it for the puppeteers to be able to do their thing uh, yeah, so it, I mean, it's very well done. You see, uh, you see, Rigel struggling in uh, in Crichton's arms. So I don't know. Maybe the maybe the puppet is light enough that it can be moved around. But you you yeah. you think like there are complicated uh, uh, mechanisms inside. Or maybe someone's just like yeah, standing there underneath doing the awkward crouch thing. Or maybe they put put uh, oh, what's I don't, I don't even know what Crichton's actor is called. But Ben Browder. Ben Browder. Yes, no, oh, isn't he lovely? He might just be standing on a beer crate or something, so that the other guys have it easier to get under Rigel. Oh yeah, good point. Oh, Rigel was so well performed this. Uh, he was. This episode. He, he's like he is really even more than he always was. He's coming to life in this episode as a yeah. where you are yeah forgetting that he's a puppet. Uh, the the voice performance by John Hardy is really jelly. Yeah. Uh, uh, the the puppet also looks a little bit. Uh, he's got a slightly different look. He as probably well. got another upgrade. Yeah. He's got some smoother eyebrows. Yeah. So apparently the the skin for for Rigel is a, mm-hmm. is a foam latex, and they make a lot a lot of these, and they're constantly getting getting yeah. touched up. There's been well, I don't know hundreds, uh, uh, but even when they're not like replacing them, they they just get. 
they just get washed. And I saw some behind-the-scenes footage, uh-huh. and it is super gross. They take this <laughs> this floppy skin, and it doesn't have eyes, of course. Oh, of course not. Uh, no. uh, and they take it out of the, and they just run it through like a, a clothes ringer. Oh wow! Just literally with one of those handles, just Damn. squashing his face. Well, yeah, I, I mean, it's. I'm, I guess it collects a lot of sweat from puppeteers inside and other it, and grime from uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. other actors. But yes, uh, an, another p- person shows up here who is a another blue-skinned alien. This one with a neck beard instead of a chin line. <laughs> That's, uh, that's no. I am a I am a gentleman with uh, uh, with an efficient. I'm an aficionado of facial hair. Those are mutton chops. That's they, not a they, neck beard. They go down to his chin. They, yes, that is right. But it doesn't connect, so it's not a chin strap. If no. it was a neck beard, it would go down to his Adam's apple, which it doesn't. No, but these still, are yeah. They're they, they're mutton chops. Which yes, I know that they can extended mutton chops. They're extended mutton chops, but they don't join at the chin, and so they're not a chin strap. I didn't say it was a chin strap. I just said you had a beard for an ex, ex, as a replacement for a chin line. I I absolutely well okay. Some some of us just like to accentuate our features. Yes. I think we. I thought it was a. T- uh, I thought it was like a, a tattoo or makeup at first, but no, it turns out to be short curly hairs. Uh, maybe, <laughs> oh, maybe that's why they keep. Uh, <laughs> not everyone keeps their short. Curly hairs in the same yes. place. Blue mi- blue Mivonks. <laughs> Maybe he's a blue Mivonk. Yes, I think we shall call him the blue Mivonk. Oh, that's so mean. Uh, this actor is uh, is Tyriel Mora. I think I'm saying that correctly. I think it's a really cool name. He is another man who speaks very slowly and calmly and tries to sound very reasonable. I am Salis. My people are the Nibari. Yes, there's a there's a distinct difference between his intonation and Durka's though, mm-hmm. because Durka's is very clipped and uh, uh, incomplete, mm-hmm. whereas Salis speaks very reassuringly and very certainly, I, like a. I wouldn't call it reassuringly. Well, I mean, he tries yes, to no, sound right. reassuringly, yes, but that's <laughs> a, that's exactly it. He's like a he's like a teacher uh, at every point. He he's very conclusive. I think is what I what I'm trying right. to say in a annoying sort of way because like oh I know better you don't, you don't know any better but I'm, I'm just going to like be reasonable and talk to you slowly like this and you'll be fine with it like, as long as yep. you do as I say and because those yes yeah. there it goes those standards do move up don't they yeah they do quite a lot and of course uh, they, they announce that they have a prisoner on board who is then like apparently must be kept uh, on board Moya because even though they are apparently a prison ship and they have the prisoner on board uh, uh, prisoner has to be kept in a secure shell and of course Moya being you having been used as a prison ship is quite well suited to this fact. Yeah, we actually get to see the hallway with the uh, uh, with the cells that we mm. that we haven't really seen before, and we see that they face each other, uh, and that there's that there's quite a few of them. Like I think we see at least six doors, if you count them correctly. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know whether they are all like, yeah, they're all still their quarters are still cells, but. I'd I'd hope that they're not sleeping in in actual cells that they have know, like I mean, even this cell seemed to be very well appointed and uh, yeah that's true so and so, I, I think so uh, of course so the prisoner turns out to be another blue gray skinned girl with white spiky hair and a uh, some sort of prison collar on yeah and she's. Uh, She's cuffed up, and Crichton asks what her crime is after they put her in the cell, and he oh, goes like, "Oh, nothing you want to concern yourself about." And yep. she immediately starts doing the whole vulnerable femme fatale thing, trying to like yeah. play, play onto uh, uh, to anybody's weaknesses or interests or whatever it is. She starts pleading again in a slightly. They won't tell you what I've done because they're embarrassed. You, you wouldn't consider it a crime. Uh, slightly slow, reasonable, not as much it's, as... It's so uh, 
ethereal. It, it reminded me quite a lot of the way the uh, the, the not quite Luxon woman spoke, <laughs> although <laughs> she was yeah. really half the shadows power conduits had ruptured. <laughs> yes, that's right. Going on about oh, it. Oh, she was great. So it, it reminded me. That's why I was like asking about the director if there was any any direction. Uh, oh, uh, I see. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, there is a yeah, there is a bit of a, an overlap between uh, uh, between Matala and early early Chiana. Like right. she she also has unusual body language, these yeah. uh, these head tilts and uh, uh, and twitches to her uh, to her body. Uh, although I I believe that a lot of that was Gigi Edgley at the time was kind of struggling with the uh, like she's got these black black eyes yeah. which are. Uh, uh, contact lenses which gave her intense tunnel vision so she had to do all these weird sort of head tilts in order to be able to actually see right yeah because people. of course the, uh, the pupil of those contact lenses is going to be relatively small so right, you don't yeah. get any uh, irises showing yeah so uh, that makes sense yeah uh, now I thought it was peculiar how cooperative Dargo was was throughout this, but we then see him have a little chat with uh, 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 with Rigel at uh, at one point, uh, where he warns Rigel to chill out because okay, whoever this this species is, one of their ships, uh, and Salas says we don't have warships. It was one of our standard right, host vessels, yes. disabled the Zalbinian, and another one of those ships is coming to to pick us up. We do not want to make them our enemies. Yes. We absolutely do not want to give them any reason uh, to, uh, not uh, to let us pass by because yeah. they are, inc- like, Apparently again, it's their sector, yeah. Dargo, uh, Dargo practicing realpolitik, which is very good at. Yeah. I noticed that uh, Erin stays armed the entire time during this episode. Yes. She's like She is, like, not letting go of her guns. She's keeping them with her and she's staying... Uh, well and truly armed. Which I, I wonder how much of that is her getting back into peacekeeper mode and how much of it is, oh, there are strangers on, on my yeah, home. Yeah, I, I, I think the second, because she seems to be very distrustful of everybody else, even about uh, Durka yeah. a little bit. I mean, she, 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 she goes and talks to him uh, and uh, uh, asks him about what he's been doing and uh, what's been going on. And, Do you see uh, how straight she stands when she's in his yeah, presence? Yeah, yeah, she's almost in, uh, she's like almost at attention. Yeah, right, um, same with uh, with Kreis. Um, um, but yeah, so, so, uh, so, I th- so I thought it was interesting that... Uh, uh, who was it who said like that he's done far worse? And then you can t- he says that himself. Yeah, he's at it himself. Yeah, and you can tell that she has a very different opinion of what uh, of, the, of what far worse is than he does. You can just yeah. see the kind of like hmm, expression on her face, and it's like hmm, I wouldn't say that, but yeah. Oh wow! Uh, well, okay. So I got a different reading out of this. In, okay. in this scene, like she starts with uh, with a, with a little hero crush. She's, yeah. a, she's a little starstruck, uh, but but he is very dismissive of the accomplishments for which he is known in right. our culture. Yes, the torture and the the cowardly escape, which she doesn't believe. Like she even defends Durka to uh, to Rigel. Yes. Like you don't know what the situation was when he says. Durka faked his own death yep. uh, and escaped. You don't. You weren't there. And Durka says, "Oh yes, I faked my death and I yep. escaped and I let I everyone die." And, yeah. and she's outraged. Uh, uh, after which says oh, he he says, "Oh no, I've done far worse yeah. than and, uh, than and, that." Yes, and she, and she goes like, "Well, to to her, that's probably the worst thing that he could have done." Yeah. Whereas he is uh, he is talking about the fact that he's uh, all those uh, oh, great, de- great yes. deeds that he was supposedly had done. 
uh, he the, the he now he now considers them far worse, and like Aaron goes like, well, no, I disagree. It's like that, like running. That's away not how from they teach shit. it in school. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, that's yeah. Her her peacekeeper talk showing again. Her peacekeeper <laughs> side showing again at least. Oh yeah, she she name drops one planet that I recognized, Mintaka, Mintaka yeah. three. Uh, that one's also from Star Trek: The Next Generation. Oh, I think it was okay. just a coincidental name. Uh, that's a planet with a with a proto vulcanoid species right. uh, that uh, that our heroes on uh, on the Enterprise D once visit under the under the guise of being uh, being locals there okay probably unrelated but right. i thought it was uh, i thought it was fun so uh Crichton, in the meanwhile goes back to the prisoner to uh basically he brings her a strip of uh, food cube i suppose although it's more of a flat few food rectangle yeah. in this case yeah looks the- a bit like a dried fruit roll up or something which uh, he lets her take a few bites off, and then she goes like, "Oh, I can't eat like this." And she really turns on the uh, the slyness. Yeah, She's like, she? "Oh, and you like, oh, the poor little helpless girl with." So, she does a what, what I thought was so cool is how many different tactics she tries yes. in, a, in a row. Like first of all, she's very seductive uh, as she takes a bite out of this food. Yeah, uh, uh, like a like a yeah. um, delicate little nibble and like oh you can feed me and then she goes like oh no I can't eat like this I'm so vulnerable and you, you uh, need she to untie me. She becomes much more e- emotional. Yeah. I mean previously when when Salas was there, uh, uh, she she asked him for for help. Like okay. Chiana is introduced. The first words that she, out of her mouth are "Please" and "Help me." Please help me. Like uh, those, you, you know that those are lies. You yes. know that that's not that's not sincere. Well, that's that's manipulative. Especially after this scene, because like she literally has a little bit of a fit where she goes like falling over and on the floor and. Uh, 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 yeah, enticing him, which right. he falls for. Yeah, to open the cell, and he he goes in and he holds her and comforts her, and then you can mission accomplished. And you yeah. can see that little sly look at the end where she's like, "Oh, he's starting to fall for it." That's the that's yeah. the one. She's such an intelligent character because at this point, like, she's tried uh, asking him for amnesty, and he said, "Well, we're not a political ship. ship yep. Then use your moral authority." Uh, uh, which uh, yeah, not sure we have one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're asking the wrong people. I mean, uh, uh, we're not killers, but we're not not killers, as I think the tagline is. And finally, she's found what unlocks Crichton, and it's he's not enticed by the prospect of exploiting someone else's weakness. Yeah. Uh, uh, he's wounded when they're hurt. That's what uh, what gets Crichton going. He, yeah. he feels yeah. other people's pain and wants to solve it. Uh, which he. Kind of does, because he immediately goes to uh, talk to Durka, who is uh, yeah. effecting repairs on their ship. They're not having much of a conversation, because it's, it's quite shortly afterwards interrupted. Oh, there's a, there's a question. Oh, pardon me, speaking of interruption. Uh, uh, there's a question. How is mental cleansing different from brainwashing? Oh, yes. I mean, oh, no, it's very different. No, mental, like, those are synonyms. Right, yes. It takes about, in his case, it took about 100 cycles, apparently, in which he was, like, gently, his scalp was gently massaged into uh, yeah. thinking along more, the, more of the lines of, uh, what was the species called again? The Nabari. Nabari, that's it. Yeah, that's apparently something that, uh, according to Salas, they do with, with great care and yeah. compassion uh, to Zan's horror. Yes, uh, to, and to which, make everybody nice and conformist, and uh, which is, he literally says at one point, like, oh, when I was your age, I was like looking into new ways to conform to the norm, yeah. or something like that. It's yeah, like, I was worried about fitting in. Where it turns out that she is actually a bit of a little rebel, uh, trying to do things the way she wants. Her, her crimes are like traveling without a travel chit, uh, stealing uh, food yep. when she's hungry, and a few other little things... Uh, Doing what she uh, wants to, I believe. According to her, yes. those are her words, which, right. 
take them with a with a True. with a grain of uh, uh, onlocks. But the fact that they oh yes, hey. <laughs> but the fact that they never mention any other crime seems to suggest to me at least that they yeah, Solis never denies it. They're used to, they're used to the fact that other people don't really consider things that they consider to be crimes. Crimes. Yeah. So he's like, oh no, I'm not going to tell you about them because like you know, then we get into this argument again about like that's not a crime. Uh, uh, and, yes, and that's and he's like. You already damaged our ship. Yeah, uh, you delayed our, our our appointments, and now you're also going to be the moral arbiter of our justice system. Right? Cool. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, but yes, the conversation between uh, Durka and uh, Crichton is uh, rudely interrupted when a sphere rolls in and explodes. Crichton actually rescues Durka. Uh, yeah, he spots it just in time and uh, 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 shoves Durka aside. Um, this this shiny. Well, it's two hemispheres, really, with some lights in the middle. Yeah. It looked to me like a thermal detonator. A little bit, yes. From uh, uh, Star Wars Return of the yeah. Jedi. It's, it's not, but it's like, yeah, I can see where the, where the sil- silver relative comes from. Yeah. Hey. Because he's got a thermal detonator. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> uh, yes, explodes, much, again, much to uh, uh, Moya and Pilot's distress. Zahn goes running up and into control to uh, find out what's happening. And through the fog of the explosion, we see Rigel floating in on his throne sled, who, to his uh, credit, actually seems dismayed at the fact that Crichton is also lying on the floor. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, he know he you can t- definitely tell that he is like he yeah. has a little regret over yeah, that. He didn't oh, fully plan it yeah, out. Yeah, didn't didn't mean to get Crichton. Uh, Durka, however, is the first one who recovers. Uh, immediately seizes uh, Rigel by the throat and yeah, starts with rage in his eye, yeah. uh, eye, eye, yeah, under his iPad, and then falls to sleep again. Uh, uh, next up, wakes uh, uh, wakes Crichton and does the same thing. Also grabs Rigel by the throat. Yep. That just seems to be what you what you do. There's you wake throat, up and you see there's Rigel. There's a lot of throat grabbing going on for Rigel in this episode. <laughs> it's probably the safest thing to do. He grabbed me. He's been brain neutered, you moron. Yeah, uh, basically another bit of like, what are you doing? And like, uh, what did you do this? And uh... yeah, there was an interesting move here because on the one hand, when when Crichton uh, says that Rigel threw a bomb, Dargo says no, he didn't. Yeah, bastard just tried to frag us. Did not. Uh, uh, almost as if he's defending Rigel, but shortly thereafter escorts Rigel Rigel off and assures yeah. the guests that we'll we'll see to it that he stays in his uh, his quarters. Right, we'll lock Rigel up first. That's him doing his his uh, uh, his diplomacy, uh, I guess, like yeah. trying to downplay this. Uh, th- on the one hand, downplay this attack, and on the other hand, also uh, proactively dealing with uh, the perpetrator. Uh, once again, like giving giving the Nabari no reason to suspect yeah. uh, that they're in on it together. Which is, and, that, and that's actually the scene which I was referring to, where you can see uh, Dargo walking through the corridor, carrying Rigel off to his quarters. Oh yeah, and you can see like Rigel t- talking, and I was wondering if they just like yeah, put Dargo's arm up in the uh, in the puppet <laughs> and uh, just like, just, like flap, yeah. his, flap his mouth a bit while we're, you're walking down the corridor, and we'll like fix it in post or something. <laughs> it might uh, it, it might well have been. At least he's not giving him a piggyback. Right this time. No, no, uh, no. He's he's very indignantly being carried under his arm. Uh, Suspicion abounds, and Salas goes to check on Chiana, who yep. shows that she's nope, she's still in cuffs, so she can't have been involved in the, uh, yeah, it wasn't in the me. attack. It's like, did, why? What do you think I would do? And it's like, yes, my first thought did go out to the fact that it might have been you. Uh, she gets frisked a little bit uh, to make sure that she is indeed not carrying anything that uh, might endanger. Uh, 
the ship, or a bit more, more or less like him, I suppose. Uh, yeah, she uh, she tempts him into uh, uh, having another feel, uh, which he does not appreciate. He uses these. Oh yeah, we haven't even talked about that. Oh yeah, the, the little pain controllers that he has on his forehead. Yeah, yeah, he's got like two sort of coins drilled into the yeah. the side of his temple, and when he touches both with his fingers, the pain collar around her uh, her neck is activated. Mm. A weird interface. Yeah, it seems peculiar. I mean, why on your forehead? Maybe? Exactly. Yeah, maybe it's got something to do with their mental uh, reprogramming system. Oh, it's like, uh, interesting. Seems like the kind of thing that you would use for that. There's some, uh, there's some. Uh, I was going to say CGI. There's plenty of that. There's some CSI huh. as uh, uh, Darko uh, shows Ry- uh, Crichton uh, that Rigel was experimenting with these components that uh, that he found. There's uh, there's something fire paste and these crystals, but yeah, they've got, but he, the, uh, he got the, the ratios ritual wrong. wrong. And if you're going in right. Well, you wouldn't be having this conversation now. Yeah, and I noticed that... Uh, Dargo- bit of foreshadowing. Yes. There's a bit of a uh, Chekhov's uh, thermal detonator. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I noticed that uh, Dargo was really friendly and dry-humoured here in this... Uh, uh, yeah, he's very centred. He's, uh, he's He's got a bit of a wry wit to the, exactly, the whole thing. Exactly, yeah. Especially towards Crichton. He's... Almost camaraderie yeah, like, towards yeah, yeah, him. He's, yeah. like, he's, he's definitely warmed up to him during the last few episodes, and it's uh, it's Zan's turn now to be completely put out. Like oh, she yes. is horrified by by what she's learned about Nabari culture and yes. how how freely they perform these these horrors on other species as well. Just anyone that crosses their path. That they, that, well? Yeah, they deem uh, apparently their ships are powerful enough that they can like pull this off and like inflict it on other people. In fact, there are some aspects of your personality that I could you yeah, do with and, adjustment. And, 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 that, and, and then she's got that look who's talking expression on her face. And it's like, she, she, she's clearly like, oh, I would like to adjust a few things about your personality yeah. as, as well. And that smug bastard gets the, gets the last words. My point exactly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Rigel in his quarters is bound and gets um, uh, say assaulted or maybe... Uh, Jumped by um, uh, Chani? Chiana. Chiana, Chiana, yeah. Who has freed herself through, I'm not sure exactly how. I mean, we see her use a a mirror to get rid of the uh, the collar. I didn't quite see how that worked, but yeah. I'm, I'm assuming that maybe she, she lifted something off of Crichton when he came in to, uh, to help her. That, yeah. that was the smug little, little grin. She's, oh, maybe that terrible fork. She's found herself a nice little fur collar. Uh, yeah, and a weird spider webby outfit, which does look very fetching on her. Yeah, she that. was wearing that under her overcoat oh, already. Okay. Like I saw some of that. Uh, so it must uh, have just mean that she shed that coat, which which actually which you actually see lying on the uh, uh, cell floor. Yeah, uh, uh, Durka has got one of those overcoats as well, which he uh, which he sheds. Maybe they like, that's they it. like coats. Yeah. But she's busted into Rigel's room to make a deal, climbing on him, uh, muffling him with a, with a shiny, shiny pillow. You scream? I push this cushion down in your colon. Asking him to make her an offer. Yeah. Uh, he offers to tell her how to get to the, uh, uh, to the shuttle bay, basically, and give her the codes. And she goes like, "Oh, I can get there on my own." Yeah, so not like, good enough. Give me something real. Uh, and I, I really appreciated this because they're both like they very they they both understand. Okay, this is a real negotiation. Let's deal. All right, we both want something, don't we? We we're not bullshitting each other. We're we're just we're just trying to weasel each other. And yeah. how do, how are we going to impress each other uh, uh, while they're while they're establishing? I am not someone to be frailed with. I apologize for calling you a toad. 
Hmm. I make allowances for stress on this ship. <laughs> oh, no. And this isn't stress, old man. Stress is if you don't come through for me. <sighs> and also, yeah, I can, I'm more valuable to you as an ally than as an opponent. Yeah, because that's his offer to, uh, uh, to make a distraction for her to escape. Right. She accepts. And, and much to Rigel's credit, he's uh, almost unexpectedly loyal to the crew because the first thing he does is he reaches for his communicator and warns uh, yeah. everybody else that she has escaped. The Nabari woman's escaped! She's in my quarters! At danger to his own life. life. Yeah. Like, well, getting smothered by a pillow, apparently. Uh, maybe he's not so threatening for a... Uh, oh, yeah. He's an aquatic creature. He could probably hold his breath for a really long time. <laughs> That's a good point there. He's been strangled all this time, and every time he just pretends to, 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 to be terrified. Yeah. Isn't that going like, yeah. <laughs> I demand someone hurt me! It's like if some, you know, if some, if some alien was trying to strangle you by holding your ears closed, <laughs> you would go, oh no, oh no, please let me go, please let me go. <laughs> And he's just sitting there going, like, I can keep this up for 15 minutes. It's like, <laughs> yeah. no problem there whatsoever. So uh, a thing that surprised me at this point was a little bit that Crichton is still unarmed. He has not picked himself up a gun or any sort of weapon. Oh, wow. You're right. Twisted as it sounds, what we have right here is exactly what we need. Guns and a lot of hands pointed in every direction. He so still th hasn't things got himself are, a Things gun. are going off the rails, and it's clearly that Aaron has a few spares, because we see a lot of that going on later in the yeah, episode. But yeah. it's like, no, he's so like... So does Dargo, they've come across quite a few. Yeah, but no, Crichton is still not armed, especially not... I mean, I can understand that he doesn't go around the uh, Moyest in general, armed. Yeah, but it's like, not like the Steve Zissou no, in The Life Aquatic but, where everyone on the crew has to have a gun. Uh, but you'd think that he had, uh, you know, for the situation, he'd have picked one up. You're right. Well, um, I mean, how many times have they been under threat on the ship Well, now? no, but... Actually, well, not a lot, right? Well, there's been a few incidents. But, yeah, there was uh, the there was the Ilanix. Yeah, the peacekeeper, a, the peacekeeper invasion. Oh yeah, there was that. I reckon with gas into sweet. See, this was another entirely on Moya episode. Uh, yes, yeah. I uh, uh, I've got to say, I do like those. I never get tired of Moya's interior. Yeah, it is beautiful. So many curves and. And like uh, I said, they made made an exceptional uh, effort this time to like show lots of those long corridor shots. Uh, steady cam shots moving in, following people, zooming in, out. Oh, it looks so, so good. So the way these, uh, I don't know if we've talked about it before, but the, there's, there's like 17 pieces of hallway mm -hmm. and they're all on uh, uh, on wheels so they can be rolled yeah. around. So that's why every time that you see one of these corridors, it, it just looks different. Some of them have, have curves, they go yeah. the other way, they have T-junctions. Uh, uh, it's a it's a spectacular uh, uh, use of an environment. Yeah, it seems to be mostly There's Not a lot of uh, across uh, 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 places where two corridors uh, cross each other. Is there? No, I kind of like that. Not a lot of regular junctions. I mean, Most in general, there's no straight angles on Moya. No, this is very true. It's not a it's not a rectangular. Maybe maybe maybe, maybe her corridors are lock, are laid out like a biohazard symbol. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, oh yeah, that sort of resembles. Um, there's a weird sort of eight in a circle like symbol on on Salas's chest, mm -hmm. uh, and I think Durka has that as well. They they touch that whenever they communicate with each other. Okay, uh, it's just it's just one of those things in uh, in in like embossed uh, uh, black leather. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, it's it's during a lot of these shots through through Moya as they're searching for Chiana uh, that we see one of those close-ups on Salas who turns around and then a few more of these shots later turns up dead, lying in yes. a pool of his black-blue blood. Murdered by someone? Chiana? Yeah, we are. Durka? Where were you when Salas was murdered? At this point, is it? I th- oh no, he's still wearing his eye patch. So this is like this is not yet where he has revealed his. Uh, uh, no, but he has definitely already shed this mental cleansing. At yes. this point, we've seen plenty of clues that uh, uh, whatever the Nabari did was not so permanent that it could survive. Uh, knock on the old noggin. How could Decker have broken the the mental cleansing? It's irreversible. It's not my department. A yes. mental realignment, which I guess, like so. Rigel brought it onto himself by setting off the bomb, I guess. Hoisted by his, his own, own petard. Literally, in this case. <laughs> oh, yes! A petard! Yes! A petard is like a, is like a hand grenade. Yes! I wonder if I've got any grenades left. Uh, Durka is doing a very good job manipulating everyone. He asks whether the command is is secure, and uh, Erin goes off to secure it in case Chiana yep. is there taking over taking over the ship. Yeah, Chiana is doing a wonderful job of not being there at this point, so she just kind of disappears for about ten minutes. She's as good at hiding as as John is, and she doesn't even need Dargo to be in Lux and Hyper Rage. Dargo's been off the ship for three whole days, but we couldn't find you to tell you. You hide very well. You must have had a lot of practice. <laughs> Shut up. Moya must be very well suited for uh, humanoids to hide in. I mean, with considering the amount of tunnels we've seen, yes, it she is. Uh, so, yeah, even though she doesn't necessarily know her way around a, a, around a leviathan, unlike Durka, who, now that he's... Uh, who's, uh, like, suspiciously knows his way well uh, around a leviathan, like, up to the point that he can, like, as we later learn, control her better than pilot can. I'm in complete control of this ship. Which, yes. which seems a bit weird. And like, yeah, I'm just going to rip open this console and controller, I'm going to cut some cables, and now I have full control over Moya, which pilot cannot override. Which seems uh, a bit like, Well, what? yeah, that's what, he, that's what he does as soon as he's, uh, he's on the command with, uh, with Aaron and Rigel, yeah. uh, and he hears that Salas is dead. Then he sees his moment. He knocks out uh, uh, Aaron, Aaron, steals her weapons. Yeah. Uh, Immediately uh, goes for a haircut. Yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, yeah, he opens up the control panels and and starts uh, uh, starts cutting through synapses, which to, seems to take so control. weird. It's like you, well, why, you ha- why do you have pilots running the whole ship and doing everything, and yet whatever he does can be locked but, out from uh, by by cutting a few connections in control. Leviathans, or at least these leviathans, are peacekeeper slaves. Yeah, uh, which was the, what the control collar was for. Plus, whatever other control systems are on yeah. there, like the, the the ship was riddled with peacekeeper technology. These mm. these control tables may have been uh, uh, peacekeeper modifications. Okay, uh, and you know it, it stands to reason that the uh, the peacekeepers in Durka's time, two hundred cycles ago, would yeah. also have been uh, using leviathan slaves. So, I guess. since he was in charge of a command carrier. Uh, he probably had a battle group that would have involved some... some. But, uh, well, but yes, he still has very intimate knowledge and detailed knowledge of how to in, uh, affect all this. Like I imagine that Krace would be able to as well. Mm, maybe. Uh, including closing unseen uh, bulkhead doors. Yeah. Uh, he seals off the, uh, off the command... Uh, uh, seals off several other uh, yep. uh, areas. He prevents the, uh, the the comms from working, so it cuts off everybody yep. from uh, from communicating with each other. And he shoots a pilot's hologram yes. in the uh, without looking, like it's a very kind cool of like over the shoulder move. shot. Yes, yeah. 
Uh, Dargo bravely takes stand behind the desk and doesn't get out from behind it for at least 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. He just like sits there with his uh, gun sword leaning over it and Walter like Blade. literally 10 minutes when we see him ag- later again, he's back <laughs> behind that same bloody console. He hasn't moved from behind it. I don't, don't know what he is keeping cover with his gun, but he is like... Don't listen to him, listeners. That's not what happens. Dargo is very brave and he is... This is this is this is all false testimony uh, because uh, Dargo has a plan. Yes, uh, uh, and that plan is to use the uh, uh, the atmospheric access hatches to crawl into the command. But Durka is wise for, to his has act. foreseen this. I was like, oh, I was wondering when one of you was going to try that. Uh, bloop, immediately bloop, seals them off. We will trap you there. Yep. There appears to be an obstruction in the access shaft. I was wondering how long it would take someone to try that. And. Okay, now Dargo spends the next 10 minutes in the in the same spot. No, I swear that he was like behind that desk at one point and then like everybody starts running around the ship trying to find something and literally the next time when you see Dargo again he is still behind that same desk. I- uh, we have a we have a, a a proper menacing scene where the where the villain is strutting around his prisoners. Uh, oh yes. Both Rigel and uh, and Aaron uh terrorizing them like oh, especially Rigel. Yeah, but Rigel refuses to be terrorized. Oh yes, Rigel just like stands up to him and calls him all, yeah, all kinds Spits of like bits right back. I was again, very yes. impressed. Oh yes, he has definitely gone from the uh, terrified uh, uh, prisoner that he was, even when he, they were uh, back yeah. on the ship. And uh, he's like, he defies him directly. He goes like, "You may have tortured me, but you never broke me." Although you could have guessed differently if you saw him respond to just the notion of being on that ship before. Has a little, well, there is a difference yeah. between absolutely wetting yourself and, uh, uh, I don't know, kowtowing? Like, yeah. We, we never saw him give in. We always saw him terrified, but we never saw him comply. He never cowed. Uh, he only no, cowered if there's, a, if there's a distinction to be made there. Um, which actually turns uh, turns Durka towards toward Aaron. Like he's he's almost got more hatred and revulsion, or perhaps delight uh, uh, in, in in sadistically yes. abusing Aaron. Why than aren't Rigel. you a peacekeeper anymore? Yeah, there's a lot going on here because yeah. obviously he's. I say obviously. I don't know for sure. He does not seem to be enthusiastic about peacekeeper uh, uh, ideology. And suggesting that he perhaps never was. Like, yeah. Certainly, as part of his mental cleansing, uh, uh, he rejected peacekeeper uh, right. culture, ideology. And, of course, it might have changed in 200 cycles. Good point. Also that. But it also may have been, even while he was in command, he was not a consummate peacekeeper. No, he, was he, he, pro- he probably had his own little agenda, yes. Look at you, salivating at the chance to maim and kill someone who can't even defend herself, foaming at the mouth like a sick Trelkus. Pathetic. Why, Rachel, what's this? Something I should have said to you a long time ago. That seems to that seems to be a common theme for uh, high-ranking well, peacekeepers. You, you know, well, not just that. You know, even over here, it's like the amount of uh, people with psychopathic behavior is like double, triple, or what you would expect in the general populace if you look at uh, uh, people in higher-up management in companies. Uh, like, yes, yeah. yeah, they are attracted to positions of power, yeah. and they're they're often selected for exactly the behaviors that uh, that make them so absolutely terrible right. to work with. And, of course, he goes, like, the, the thing he likes best about Leviathans is their starburst ability, and he slams yeah. the button and... Starburst? I thought we couldn't starburst! 
Moya starts to initiate Starburst, but then it goes... This time referencing uh, Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back. We're going through all of them now. (laughs) Um, Uh, Starburst fails. Uh, Durka goes into a fit of rage. It's like, how did you stop it? And then they realize, like, oh, he doesn't know she's pregnant. Yeah, they managed to keep it secret for a yep. little while. Uh, while meanwhile, John is, uh, uh, is still searching the hallways for Chiana. Like, he needs an ally right, at this point. Yes. I don't know why he doesn't go and find Zan, but hey, uh, whoever you can find. Yeah. So he goes to what looks like this refrigeration chamber. Like, it's all blue. Yeah, I had no idea what was going on there. Cool mist. There's also, like, a, a circular light being projected yeah, onto the ground. Very pretty, like the impression of an overhead fan or something, but... Uh, something. Uh, yeah. Un- unclear. But he uh, he winds up finding Chiana there, uh, and they have another little little heart-to-heart. Um, still under under dangerous conditions, she's got a what what looks like a... I don't know, an oar. Do you know yes. what I mean? Like a, like a right, gondola yes. paddle. Well, it's a Moya's emergency paddle. It's when there's a problem with Starburst, then you can like stick the oars out and like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they got that from uh, uh, Stanza's ship, the, the, the Ali, AliExpress TARDIS, where you've got to right. whack it. It works pretty good when you uh, whack it, right? Maybe, or maybe they had it from the, uh, from the planet of the, uh, purple, uh, the purple pencil, and they got last episode, like one of the canoe paddles that they brought along. Uh, waste not, want not. No. He manages to overpower her when... Uh, uh, it's, it's kind of a weird situation. She asks him to turn around, yeah. and he turns around, and then she's about to whack him. And she's, he's totally onto her. Pins her down. There's a bit of a Simba Nala moment. A little bit, yeah. Uh, which uh, I guess is appropriate because like Simba and, they, and they have, like, brother and sister. They have a little bit of a negotiation moment and then like he offers her basically exactly what she wanted. Yeah. So it's like, it's a bit of a weird negotiation. It's like she, she asks for something he goes like, blah, 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 and then like, what can you offer me? And then he, then he offers her back that and uh, basically he offers her a plan, uh, which he says like, I, you don't like it. And like, oh, why not? And she's being all coy and like vulnerable <laughs> and little just... girl again. And she's fine. He's finally catching on to that. Yeah, uh, he's not letting her have any of it. Yeah, and it's this—it's this start of a, a really weird communication. Like, he's—he's he's trying to communicate to her that I value you for basically being a person, not for any of the stuff that right. you're doing, and no more than that. But that's well, that's the whole thing. It's like, we're like, how do you know I won't like the plan? It's because because I don't like it, and like, and she goes, "What's the plan?" And then he goes, "Like, you're at the bait." And she gives her a little <laughs> nose boop. boop yes, <laughs> like bait. <laughs> Uh, so off goes Chiana to uh, uh, intercept Durka, who's trying to figure out what's, uh, uh, what's right. going on. Plays her part really well. He's, he's figured out uh, that uh, Moya is pregnant so far, which is unfortunate because that's the bit, basically, the information that she tries to offer him. He goes like, oh, she's yeah. pregnant, and like goes like, oh, tell me something I don't know. Rigel already, uh, yeah, already taunted spilled, him with yeah, that. Already spilled the beans and like, yeah, oh, you can't start this because she's like re- diverting resources. He's clearly on her way to perform a midterm abortion. What do you mean, clearly? You already caught on to it at this point? Oh, yeah, totally. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, what else would he be doing? Like, he's like, the moment he figures out that she's pregnant and that uh, that's what's preventing him from doing a starburst, of course he's going to, like, look for the baby. And- oh, you have a dangerously <laughs> tactical mind, Kay. I've, uh, I've got to say, she, uh, uh, Chiana convinces him that he's being sent off in the, in the wrong direction. Uh, uh, and leads him in a different one. He is very suspicious of her. Like he won't follow her into the room, which is like f- good for him because yes, Crichton is uh, around the corner waiting with the emergency paddle with the big to yeah. give him a paddling. Uh, 
he doesn't buy it, shoots uh, shoots her, fortunately not uh, too severely wounded. Yeah, she uh, manages to dodge just in time. God, he looks so cool in his uh, in his Nabari outfit. He shed his overcoat as well. Yeah. He's dual wielding a pulse pistol and the and the space tire. Right, one of the uh, spare guns that uh, apparently was lying around. Oh, I mean, they might both be Aaron's guns. Yeah, Aaron's yeah. got two. Yeah, that's right. Uh, he took her. Uh, he took her spare as well. Uh, so with their first plan fails, uh, they they now follow uh, Durka to the uh, to the hangar bay, where he is planning to basically use the ship, uh, which apparently, as we learned in the beginning, has a, a big gun, which he's just like yeah. going to shoot midsection out, and that'll like uh, take care of the baby problem, and then we can starburst again. One shot into Moya's midsection will solve the starburst problem. Yep, Crichton tries to taunt him with, you're not going to get far without your uh, navigational system, which was still being repaired. He's like, and nope. he's like, no, don't need it. I just need to get a shot of the phase cannon yep. into, into her belly, and then she can... I mean, this is monstrous. Oh, uh, yeah, totally. Uh, and you can see Pilot, who's uh, Zan's with him, uh, is terribly worried and must be feeling helpless at this point. His weapons are powering up. That ship, by the way, the, uh, uh, the Nabari craft, looks yeah. so cool. I didn't um, really get a good enough look at it, I thought. I mean, it's, it's, got, it's got, like, yeah, a central core uh, with, a, it's got with big, three sort of, prongs around it, uh, which two of them apparently are guns. Yeah, it reminded me a little bit of the design of the uh, uh, the bullet pod that we saw in the first two right. episodes yeah. uh, before we saw the, the general design of the uh, of Moya's transport pods. So it's got, like, skids. I mean, they're not quite skids, but it's the same kind of silhouette. Right. Uh, uh, but it's got this sort of spherical, like, energy gimbal at the back that you see through the... Right, uh, it's kind of like a firefly with, with the whole big glowy firefly, butt thing yes. at, the, at the back. Yes, that's a very good uh, uh, very good simile. And there's this really cool move as he as he gets inside, this CGI pan around the ship and the and the front yes. opens like a like a like an iris and oh I thought it was so cool. Crichton taunts Durka into a bit of monologuing while he goes <laughs> yes. uh, goes and runs off to grab the uh, the the barrel of explosives. And yeah, Rigel's chemistry set, which yes. uh, he inherited maybe from Zan and uh, upgraded know. a little bit. But uh, yeah, he uh, basically opens it up, and uh, thanks to uh, Dargo's uh, information, who told More him that crystals. that uh, Rigel got the uh, properties wrong. Uh, the, the proportions, the proportions, yeah, yeah, proportions yeah, yeah. that's what I was looking for. Between the fire paste and the crystals, yeah, and, uh, and uh, yeah, he makes himself his own thermal detonator. Assembles another one of those fine little rolly spheres. Check it out. It's a water balloon. Which gets rolled under the ship, uh, explodes. Which apparently, I mean, it throws him off guard for a little bit. But uh, it doesn't seem to, like, do too much. At least, Derpa. Yeah. Well, it, it throws him around the ship a little bit. But the ship itself seems still more or less intact. Uh, but Moya cell starts getting involved, who just basically starts opening airlocks. We've got Zan and Pilot, and okay, I've talked before about how I don't like uh, a manufactured drama when when right. something needs to be done and it fails, and then oh no no you've actually got to open the doors again. No, close yeah, them like, now. Close no, the doors. Open, open the doors. Close the doors. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but I've got to say, it gets me every time. It was very exciting. Yes. And this sort of Indiana Jones scenario. Very much so. And thanks to the emergency paddle, he doesn't quite get sucked out of the doors. It, the paddle gets stuck. Not so much for an unfortunate little DDR or a scuttlebot, as we like to call them here on the... Uh... <laughs> DDRs, they're DRDs. Ah, uh, whatever. <laughs> uh, uh, and, and Crichton has to pull himself uh, uh, to freedom before the doors shut behind him. Yes, the, the, the big airlock door slowly closing, and he's like, try to... Tra- Squeezing himself through the uh, the wind is rushing past him. Mm-hmm. Look out! I'm in. 
Oh, it's uh, thrilling. But uh, yeah, he manages to pull his feet in just in time so that they don't get crushed in the door, basically, while the uh, the ship with Durkar on it gets sucked out of the uh, cargo yeah, bay. Yeah, because apparently that bomb also served as a bit of a Heimlich maneuver to a constipated Moya, who is yes. now able to eject uh, her, uh, uh, her obstruction. Uh, so yeah, Durkar's craft, damaged but uh, uh, not yet destroyed, but... Missing its navigational suite, Sweet, yes, uh, uh, is dumped out into space, unable to go anywhere. Uh, some last taunts from uh, uh, from Crichton, Crichton. Yes, like ha ha, just be ready to get picked up again if they pick you up. I'll hunt you down and I'll kill you. Get in line, Durka. Besides, I don't think the Nabari are going to let you do a lot of hunting. Crichton, listen to me. And Either like, way, have I another, don't care. Yeah, have another hundred years of uh, mental readjustment. All's well that ends well. Yes. We have a few final... uh, uh, We have another come down. Uh, It's quite a brisk one this time. The uh, the two scenes that we have for the the denouement are between Aaron and uh, and Rigel. Yeah. Now, I thought that that was an interesting pairing because Aaron and Rigel... They both had something in common. They both had a a, a prior, like, preconception and relationship with uh, Durka. Durka. Yeah. A little bit of hero worship from Aaron and, of right. course, the, uh, the, the, the former uh, torturer for uh, Rigel. Uh, he is quite proud that uh, he beat Durka at his own game. Yeah. And Aaron is smug. You just compared yourself to a peacekeeper. Yes. And, you and can it see- doesn't seem to bother him. He's Not got so much. No, you can see him pause for a moment and then he, he, doesn't yeah. do his, he doesn't do his smugness, but he seems to be uh, proud almost even a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that's what yeah. I got as well. Like proud that he got hard, that he hardened himself enough. Uh, uh, Crichton walks in on uh, a Chiana, whose wound is being treated by by Zan. Much to Zan's like. Oh, uh, oh hold still. <laughs> How's the patient doing? She's a brat. Yep. <laughs> Zan doesn't do well with brats. Like, no, I guess remember not. Remember that with a zipper head from uh, uh, oh, what was it? Um, oh, oh, it was the second of third. Thrown for a loss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the with the gauntlet. Oh, I'm still drawing a blank. Okay, so they were oh Tavlex, Tav, Tavloids, no Tavlex, and uh, they kidnap Rigel and one of the soldiers is the space orcs. That's right. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. the cosplaying space orcs. Yeah. That's right. With uh, uh, and she got like the junkie kid. Yes, uh, that she's tending to, who's also a brat, and she oh yeah, she, she was like oh, also she was much more maternal towards him than she is towards uh, Chiana. Yeah, she got that out of her uh, uh, out of her system. Soft, yes. Weak, no. Yeah, uh, and uh, Chiana and uh, Crichton have a bit of a uh, little uh, debate, and this is actually where I. I won't say first got queued in, but like very definitely got uh, queued in. Where she goes, like, "Am I part of the crew?" Or uh... so, do I get to stay? And then she asks about being kicked off the ship, and he says, "Like, we're not a prison ship. You can get off anytime you want." Which yeah. is again one of those another weird. Cause she literally says, "Like, oh, you can just drop me off at the first planet where I can steal something." And he's like, "No, you, you can get off anywhere." That's what she literally just asked. Yeah, if she could get off. But uh, he's wise to her act. She does not right. ask for things she wants. Uh, uh, she she taunts she she manipulates people. Right. Uh, okay. uh, she challenges people. I think it's fairer to say. Yeah, that makes um, sense. To uh, to get what what she wants in spite of what she's what she's saying, and and Crichton refuses to meet her at that uh, at that level. Yeah, he, he doesn't play that game. Yeah, we're yeah. we're not a prison ship. You can get off whenever you want. 
you can choose. Yeah, we don't kick you off. Yeah, we don't. Well, that's you don't all, have to. Well, you say you, you don't choose, but that like, that's assuming that she ha- has the choice to stay. I mean, I can surely imagine that everybody else is going to go like, okay, who is she? Like, why should we take her with us? Like, you always should kick her off the boat. Ask me tomorrow. Okay. Do they have that option? They don't do that for each other. They don't no, vote but, each other but they've, off, the, but they've been, off the ship. No, they have, but they've been around for like since the beginning. Right. Just, just. I mean, but, that's just kind like, of coincidence. Are they kind of obliged to like pick up anyone else who just happens to end up on the ship? I, I mean, mean, they did let her on board. Right, but that was because uh, she was being brought on board as a prisoner. And they kind of like were ob- uh, obligated to the people whose ship they just crashed into. Uh, pilot certainly felt so. Yeah. Like, Pilot is the only one that's definitely not getting kicked off the ship. Right, no, they can't. Like, he's fused <laughs> with her. He's fused can't. with her. But, uh, yeah, so I guess she's, like, the new new addition to the crew then. But that's going to be one of the challenges that they're now going to have to have to deal with. What what does it look like? Like, they're not uh, they're not a fearsome foursome with a, with a Pilot and, uh, and and Moya. They're, no. they're just this ragtag uh, group. They're not even a crew. Like, no. any of them would abandon the others for the right reason. Well, yes. They'd or, even or, harm or each other chop, for the right chop reason. Chop the arm off, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but now also, like, are, are we going to deny somebody else the same opportunity that we seize? Like, Right, maybe. Well, I There's mean, plenty of room on Moya. True, true, true. Uh, she, can, uh, she can take but care does of herself. She, but does she get an equal vote in where everybody goes? Or how does it, like... We're going to have to figure yeah, that gonna out. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of uh, seeing, seeing what kind of status she uh, uh, acquires on board. Uh, whether or not Very she's, excited uh, to see where uh, yeah. it goes. All right, so quick review of the uh, of the episode. Do we have any notes that uh, uh, that we missed? I noticed that there was a lot of black and grey throughout. Also, right, but uh, also because like there's so, so many blue skinned people. This was the episode of the blue skinned people rather than the purple pants see, people. See, that's interesting. You got them as as, as blue, like blue grey. I, I, I thought they were all like explicitly grey, but sometimes lit blue. Of yeah, course, you need a little blue to it. compensate yeah. for. But even Crichton and Aaron, they were both dressed in grey and black. Uh, uh, obviously, not uh, uh, Zan or or Dargo. No. Uh, there was a lot of boasting about plans. Dargo says, have I got a plan? What's your plan? You got a plan? Have I got a plan? I got a plan. You okay? You oh, have a stupid plan. Uh, right. And, uh, and then you don't, like, has he, a plan. He, he doesn't even get let out of the air tube uh, towards the end of the episode. <laughs> no, we don't even, we, don't, we really long. don't see him after, anymore after he gets locked up in the, uh, in the access uh, corridor or whatever it is. Yep. Um, there's a lot of John Woo uh, sort of cinematography and iconography, the uh, uh, the, the the sort of gun ballet, uh, right. a little bit of that toward the end. Yeah, there was, a, there was a surprisingly amount of shooting going on in this episode. Yep. I think my Woody would, for the episode would definitely... Oh, are we there go, already? Ooh. Oh, aren't we? Oh, yeah, no, bring yeah. on your bring right. on your Woody. Yeah. Uh, she gives me a Woody. She gives you the willies. It would have been for uh, Crichton's comments about... Uh, uh, Durka, when he, uh, uh, it's very obvious that he's broken through his uh, programming. He's like, he says, mental oh, yeah. cleansing doesn't take the tough stains the out. The tough stains, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was, so that was cool. such a great comment. Uh, yeah. Willie's, I don't think I had so many. I mean, it's easy to say the the, the hints of Durka showing his Durkaness, basically. Yeah. But, I mean, that's par for the course. That wasn't particularly Willie worthy, I'd say. <laughs> Uh, well, I've got to say, my Woody also goes to uh, uh, to Durka and his lines. Uh-huh. This is one that he shares with uh, with John, uh, where he threatens to John, I will hunt you down. And John says, "Get in line." <laughs> <laughs> yes, 
You're not the first. You're not even the first Sebastian. <laughs> no, there's <laughs> there's going to be quite a line. Uh, oh no, it's it's kind of tied with with Chiana's uh, uh, introduction. Like she's got this fantastic body language. Yeah. This this very wide stance. She's always sort of braced. Yeah, and uh, like, a, like ass back, shoulders forward. Uh, kind yeah. of like she's ready to pounce. A little bit of Catwoman yes. stance. If I want to if, if I want to compare it to anything. Oh no, I like that a lot. And Woody uh, Willie wise, I'm also coming up blank. Like yeah. it was, this was a fantastic episode it of, was amazing. of Farscape. Yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe that maybe that Dargo and Zan didn't get to do that much. I like that Dargo was was nice and stable. Yeah, um, those are qualities I like to see on him. Uh, Zan just didn't get to do very much. No, which is uh, which is a I shame. Mean, I always like her perspective. Hap- yeah, it, it occasionally happens for Zan when there's like no uh, no mothering or soul searching to do. Then it's like Zan is kind of like hmm, okay, yeah. don't, don't really need her as much in that, at, the, at that point. Oh yes, yes. So we've talked about uh, uh, about new segments. Yeah. The one that I introduced last week was life on Moya. Right. So is there anything that we're that we're curious about and that we can sort of imagine? Yes. Uh, oh yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Don't say toilet. No, no, I know. Okay, like, that's the one rule. Toilets, toilets are off guard. Off the- no, I would say, what do they do for recreation? Like, I haven't seen a rec room on Moya. There's, oh. there's the, that one game that Rigel played a few episodes ago. But yes, other than Tadic. that, Yeah, I have not seen, like, what do they do? There's no movie room. There's no, no library. I'm bored, 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 bored. Will you stop doing that? That's like, a good... I mean, there is the... Um, there is the sort of yoga workout room. Oh, the, the, the viewing uh, the, deck. The, no, 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 no. The, oh. the, the, the workout place where in uh, Back and Back to the Future, uh, sorry, Back and Back and Back and Back and Back and Back and Back to the Future, yeah. Aaron takes Matala and they and they do sort of oh, freestyle right. jazz ballet at each other. I thought that other. was kind of more like just a cargo bay which they've thrown a, a peacekeeper rug on the floor. It's got a mirror. It, it, it uh, looks, it I looks, suppose. So, like, maybe that's basically a, a jungle gym that they've got. Yeah. Other I mean, than that, like, anytime they're chilling out, they're at the, uh, uh, they're in the, uh, in the galley. Yeah. Or in uh, command. Yeah. And it's not even chilling out. Yeah. So there's like nothing. I've not not, not seen no anything. Places. That, no, no exactly. Good, like, what would you? What do you think you you do? Like, I mean, I'd say like, yeah, a library or something. Like, you know, you, somewhere you can kick back, watch a movie. Like, like, what watch a hologram? Like, that's not just uh, pilot's yeah. Do they head. even have fiction? You'd think so. I mean, why not? I mean, like a, an entire universe with so many different species, and none of them is in fun, in, uh, has uh, invented entertainment. I guess when the universe is so vast, yeah, what could be possibly more interesting than just you know stepping outside your uh, your ship and seeing right, what but kind clearly of? Clearly, you don't get enough of that because like no, that's th- they true. spend a lot of time on on the ship, and uh, even though that's only for the people with wanderlust, I mean, lots of people would probably want to stay home and do their thing. Or you're like, right. I mean, I think the closest that we've ever come is uh, Dargo playing his Shieldquin in Pilot's Den, which has great acoustics, right. by the way. And of course, that uh, that game that Rigel was playing with uh, the, the really uh, annoying with the, the, the little paddle and the electric yes, uh, that's the, uh, one. the sphere, yeah. yeah. So that's uh, yeah, that's basically the only things we've seen. There's no holodeck. There's no you know, nothing of the sorts. No. Oh, interesting. Well, hopefully they clearly they'll have holographic. Well, out. not holographic technology, not on the holodeck level, but they can do like holographic projections. We've seen yeah, those plenty, on, on plenty of times. Yeah. and in the, the so you'd think, you'd, you'd, you'd think you'd use those for like you know entertainment. Huh. Missed opportunity. Yeah. See, my curiosity was for the uh, the sort of refrigeration chamber. Uh, like, I don't know what that does. But uh, also, why didn't they put air in there when Moya was overheating? Like, uh, that would have probably yeah. stayed the coolest. Why do? How do we know it's refrigeration camp? Just because there's, like, mist floating around? It's floating... I mean, no, it's floating down. Yeah, uh, that happens a lot. What do you mean? 
And it was the other shot where... Uh, um, uh, oh, no, that was in the refrigeration. I was going to say where Cheney and... Like, it's probably just to make it, like, look nebulous and, like, almost romantic. And it's like they're oh, on top of... Bit, yeah. They're doing the whole on-top-of-each-other thing. And so it's like, oh... Yeah, I, I know there was a slip of the tongue and you called it a Cheney. Yeah. She's got a bit of of, of Cheney from uh, uh, from Dune about her. Uh, oh right, yes, Chiana. yes, Chana, Sorry, yes. I'll I'll probably catch on to that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, similarly, like exotic, mysterious, alluring, yes. uh, dangerous, and clearly a rogue, self-professed even so. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. So I had another segment in mind. Yeah. Uh, the naming of the episode. The naming of the episode. Because okay, last time you came in at the end with Shaklum Malaya, you were so good at this. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if you happen to uh, uh, to have a suggestion. Ah, uh, ooh. Um. Um. I don't know. Uh, Dutch angles the episode. Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you're going to do Dutch Angles the episode. I don't know. <laughs> now, I don't exactly know how you're going to uh, 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 vote on this, considering that there's only two of us. Right. Um, Men- so Mental surgery? I was going to go for something with tough stains. Tough stains, yeah. Oh, that's a very good one, yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, you know, Salas, the Tough the, stains the run deep. Tough uh, stains run... Ooh, ooh. Uh, Durka, oh. Durka skit marks? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, one again. Oh no, seriously, no, <laughs> no. I'm sorry. You, I think you, I think you won. That if you actually break me so that I have to <laughs> lean away from the microphone to to get a good cackle out, Durka skid marks. Uh, uh, everybody, oh, there goes like, the R rating. <laughs> <laughs> let's all thank Kay for that fantastic episode. No, I really enjoyed that. All right, and that's the story so far, Scape. Yeah, we'll see you next week with episode number 116, A Human Reaction, where returning to Earth through a wormhole, Crichton receives an unfriendly welcome but is reunited with his father. Erin, Dargo and Rigel arrive to rescue Crichton but receive less than humane treatment. Oh, wow. So it's over then. It's wow. Last episode yeah, next we've time round. got to do something about these synopses. I've <laughs> got to get different ones for you because this is just so spoilerific. Okay, well, we'll see. We'll see how well we do in the 16th and final episode episode of Farscape, apparently. <laughs> wink, wink, wink. Uh, you can find us at SoFarscape on Twitter and Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. We're on SoFarscape.com and you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Kaki. I'm Kay. So, so Farscape, Farscape, so good. So good.